This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello there, folks, and happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. I'm Joanna. I'm Nate. And we are Stranger Than, a podcast discussing unsolved mysteries, weird occurrences, misunderstood phenomena, and creepy happenings. Today we will be continuing our episode that we started last week on witches. So this is Witches Part 2. And we're starting with the Salem Witch Trials. So we've got the Salem Witch Trials, which for Americans will be probably the most well-known witch trials. No burnings involved in that one. No burnings. Definitely some people got hung. This was 1692-3. It was springtime in 1692. A group of young girls claimed to be possessed by the devil. These girls accused many local women of witchcraft. So it started out with a couple, with just like two girls. It was the town minister's daughters. They get sick and they're having some kinds of fits. Twitch a lot, yeah, scream, like convulsions, screaming, like almost like they're like they can't be consoled and they're inconsolable. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, so a local doctor, we've got our quotation fingers quotation, going on here. Yeah, the air quotes for doctor because it was 1692, and so they didn't, they weren't really doctors. You basically had some tools and. You had woodworking tools that you just never used on wood. (laughs) So you use them on people. Exactly. He said in all his medical wisdom that they were bewitched. Soon, other of the young girls in the area start doing the same thing. So they issue warrants for the minister's Caribbean slave, a homeless lady, and some poor old woman that these fucking girls accuse. And as we remember, because these guys have that book that that jackass from the uh, James Trials no, the, the the Pendle Trials. Is it the Demonology book or the, There's that one, but there's also the The, the Malleus Maleficarum? No, the one that was written in the Pendle Trials by Thomas Potts. Oh okay. I don't know the I can't remember the title of that. Uh, it was just the notes for the trials. Uh, the the notes that he'd taken during the trial. Oh, okay. They have this book here because that made it all the way to the colonies. I almost said the states, but they're not the states yet. So, so they because knew all of the this questions to ask they well they knew that children were allowed to bear witness in treason against God. Mm-hmm. Treason against God. And liars. Women, children, and liars. So they haul these women to the courtroom and they have the girls come in as well. And the girls, upon entering the courtroom with these witches, supposed, start twitching and having spasms and screaming and writhing. They're putting on quite the show, I would say. As a supposed reaction to these quote unquote witches. Both the homeless lady and the old lady deny being witches. But the slave, probably because she knows she's fucked either way, just confesses to being a witch. What's more, is she also accuses others in town of being witches. And in service with her and the devil against the Puritans. So now things start to get well out of hand. Most of Massachusetts at this point is wigging out because they think they're overrun by witches. 
and this leads to more people, mostly women, being accused of witchcraft. The accused are now not just slaves and downtrodden, but include prominent members of the church and even a four-year-old girl, which is actually the child of the homeless lady already accused. And the homeless lady's name was Sarah Good. The slave was Tatuba. All right. I didn't copy down their names. Well, they have names. They do. Those more folks are accused of witchcraft, more folks, knowing they're fucked, confess in hopes of leniency. This prompts the new governor of Massachusetts to set up a court to hear these cases and pass down some judgment. And this whole fucking time, this minister, who is well-respected, called Cotton Mather, his name was Cotton Mather. Mather, his first name was Cotton, was telling people that maybe it wasn't a great idea to rely on this bullshit evidence of dreams and visions to sentence these people to death. Right, like maybe we're being just a little bit unreasonable here and we need to... His father calm was... Calm the fuck down and... <laughs> his father was the fucking president of Harvard. And he backed up his son saying that the standards of evidence against witchcraft should be just like that of any other crime. You know, actual physical evidence. Right. Not just a bunch of hysterical... Bullshit. Children. Yeah. Ooh, ch children, exactly. Literally children. Mm-hmm. He also said that it was... That to, well, I'm going to paraphrase this, but he said that to kill a single innocent was not cool, regardless of how many witches were caught. Now, the first conviction was on June 2nd, and the convicted were hanged about a week later. Five more in July, five more in August, and eight in September. In addition to those executed, seven died in jail, and one old man was pressed to death with rocks because he would not give a plea. So they basically put, be put them yeah, between they put two heavy, tables yeah, and, and one table, the one on top, they mm -hmm. put a bunch of fucking rocks on until, it until he fucking died. That's fucking horrible. Can you imagine how bad that would hurt? A lot. And Like no. finally the point where like your ribs just fucking like break and like puncture into your lungs and you bleed <sighs> out. Just be, And you're old already, oh so my God. I'm sure it didn't take long before individual ribs were breaking and not cool, man. Not cool at but all. The balls on this guy to not to, to not give a plea, to die and not give a plea. I mean, that's some balls. That is some balls. So they closed down this court in October, and it was mandated that future witch trials could not take the dream and vision evidence into account. The trials do continue until early 1693, but the intensity slowly dies down, and the governor pardons and releases all of those accused that, you know, that are still alive. In 1697, the head judge for this whole thing apologizes for his role in the bullshit, and the Massachusetts General Court declares a day, a day of fasting for it, which is basically a Puritan celebration. Uh, the colony passed legislation restoring the names of the accused, and they gave money to their heirs in 1711. Was it all of the accused, or every single one? That yes, had been? The, all of them. They realized at that point they were fucking stupid. And the first three that were accused were definitely hung? Yes. So, Tibuta, Sarah Osborne, and Sarah Good. All hanged. All hanged. Yep. Damn. It was, I believe, what is that, 19 people? Something like that? Yeah, and 14, 14 were women and 5 were men. Yes. Shocking. All because children said it. And there's... Some interesting theories around why the children said it in the first place. 
they say that there could have been what is it ergot in Ergots the grain and so in, it's basically like taking acid and they're just fucking tripping tripping balls and i can see that as a reason for having the fits by what, why why wouldn't everybody be tripping i mean were just the kids eating this could be it could be something that the kids were given that the adults didn't eat maybe maybe because they're kids or something it could be that they just needed some goddamn attention could be i mean i feel like puritan life not overly you know yeah exciting or loving or in especially if you're like a girl you're just like a commodity basically oh yeah like your parents don't give a lot of shit oh i'm sure they do because you are still their child and regardless right but you still love your child but wasn't as cool as having a son definitely not yeah. And their lives were just pretty restrictive, for sure, being Puritans and all. Oh, yes. Yeah. A little <laughs> bit, I would say, is restrictive, yes. Betty Paris and Abigail Williams and Anne Putnam Jr. and Elizabeth Hubbard. So those are the those are the girls. Those are the four main... Yeah, the four main hysterical girls. And then Tatuba... So I think... I want to say Betty Paris is the one who's the daughter... I believe you're right, actually. I think Mm -hmm. it was Minister 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 Paris. Paris. Yeah. So, and I believe Tatuba was their servant. Yeah. So, or slave, more. No, it wasn't a servant. It was a fucking slave. Yeah, she was a slave. She wasn't getting paid shit. Definitely not. I had heard that they were doing some sort of weird, trying to like see the future thing with taking a glass of water and then putting an egg in there. And then they saw something that freaked him out, started having fits, and that's how that whole thing started. Also, though, like, what if Preacher Paris came home and saw his daughter doing something like that, and, like, they were in, like, some big troubles, and that whole fucking thing was just, like, kind of a way to, like, deflect punishment off themselves oh, it for been. doing something that possibly they were going to get in a shitload of trouble for because it wasn't, like... Christian at all. Yeah, Christian at all was going to it wasn't conforming to their puritan standards. It could have been. Could have been. I don't I don't know. I didn't really I can I can kind of see that scenario and then things just get out of hand. I can see it. I well, things definitely got out of hand. But it spread to all of Massachusetts. It wasn't just this little area. Right, but I mean it's just that kind of that phenomenon where, you know, like the mass hysteria just oh, yeah. it just oh, fucking yeah. happens. Even in a time when there you you don't have viral anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, this witchcraft went fucking viral. Yeah. We're going to jump back a little bit into the 1600s and back to Spain as well. However, this is northern Spain. Well, it was still the 1600s. It still was still the 1600s. We're going to go back early 1600s. Bosque earlier. Witch Trials is which this one is. And it was uh, the trials occurred in Bosque County in northern Spain, which is real close to the border of France. It would happen from January 1609 to 1611. This was a very aggressive effort to stamp out witchcraft. A tribunal of the Spanish Inquisition, the fucking Spanish Inquisition, set up shop in Lagraño. Lagraño. And by the end of 1609 had examined 7,000 cases. Examined. I like that. that and taken word. over 11,000 pages of notes. Obviously, On torture. women were the ones mainly accused. There were some men and children. Uh, some of the men accused were priests. And they were guilty of attempting healings using amulets with the names of saints on them. These were Catholic saints. Wow, that seems like not very witchy to me. It's 
And she's trying Still to kind of harness God's power to not heal this. I mean, what's the difference between doing that and praying over somebody? Nothing. When you're praying over somebody, you're asking God to help them. When you're giving them an amulet, you're trying the to name take of God's a place. Saint, though, like something who has, I, I don't mean, know. A, I'm not Catholic. B, saints. I'm not in the fucking Spanish Inquisition. I mean, saints were, you know. Saints. Saints. I mean, they're fucking yeah. saints. You pray. You didn't always have to pray to God or Jesus. I mean, you prayed to Jesus' mother all the time. I did. Yeah. Catholics so, do. But I don't know. Ask the Spanish Inquisition. I'd I mean, rather nobody not. expects the Spanish Inquisition. I don't want to talk to them. They're dicks. They are dicks. The first phase of trials ended in 1610 with 31 of the accused to be sentenced to a public penance. 11 or 12 were burned at the stake. Uh, five had already died in torture, so the rest had to do a public penance. Now the trials were suspended so that the inquisitors could get some more evidence on what they were expecting to be this wide-reaching witch cult. Try saying that three times fast. Wide-reaching witch cult? Try it. Wide-reaching witch cult. 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 <laughs> That's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> it was really hard, though. Yeah, it ain't easy. So they sent the junior inquisitor of the tribunal out. Oh, the tribunal obviously was three men. To ride around the county. Obviously. To ride around the country and root out witches. His name was Alonso Salazar Frias. It's a good name. So he traveled around mainly near the French border where there was this cave and a stream. The stream was known as Hell's Stream. And it was alleged that was a witch meeting place. Mm. So he was riding around with an edict of grace. This allowed a pardon to anyone willing to confess to witchcraft and to snitch on other witches. So it's like free pass. He had a fucking confession tsunami on his hands and a snitching shitstorm. Frias headed back to Lagrano with 1,800 confessions. Well, obviously, because it's like they're fucking torturing and burning people left and right. Nearly 1,400 of these are children, 7 to 14. Yeah. Children. Yeah. They're terrified. Oh, we're witches. Yeah. That, that pardons us? We're totally witches. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what do you think people are going to do when you're like, okay, well, if you just say this, you get a free pass and we'll just go after the people you accuse. Which there were 5,000 of. 5,000 names of people that had been snitched out. Nearly all of those that confessed retracted their confessions, saying that it was said under torture. Mm-hmm. That means they were torturing fucking children. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, they were going to burn kids alive. The exact amount was 1,802 that confessed. Only six stuck to their confessions. And they claimed they attended these witch celebrations called the Sabbats or Sabbats, close to Sabbath. Frias was pretty skeptical of this whole thing, however. Despite all the confessions, he'd found no real evidence of witchcraft. Imagine that. At all. And he even questioned why they were doing the fucking trials in the first place. Why are we even doing... Why are we torturing people? Right. How did this happen? In 1614, the Inquisitor General in Madrid dismissed all pending trials in Lagrano and issued more rigorous rules for evidence in cases against witches. He was all like, I don't know why this is happening either. Can we just right. not? Like, we're not stupid, and this is stupid. Let's just so the stop Spanish stopped burning now. witches well before the English did. Mm-hmm. England's last witch was burned in, well, was 
she wasn't executed. burned. She, no, she was accused. It was the last accused witch, or she's considered the last accused witch. It happened in 1712. Her name was Jane Wenham. She was arrested on witchcraft charges. <laughs> uh, she was accused of conversing familiarly with the devil in the shape of a cat. So talking to a fucking cat. There's no way she was just talking to a cat because she likes cats. That That's silly. The presiding judge thought this was a bunch of bullshit and was apparently fairly snarky about it. Um, it's said that one of the witnesses claimed that he saw the accused flying, to which the judge replied that flying was not against the law. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, the judge is a badass. It's like, uh, actually, there's no law against that. But the jury still found her guilty. Give me something else. Jury Fucking dicks. Uh, she was sentenced to hang, but Queen Anne pardoned her, and uh, then she lived out the rest of her life in the care of rich folk. Interesting. So all the nobles in the area, she just got to live in their estates, and she died pretty happily really in 1730 as much as you could back in that day I yeah guess. i mean she's living with the rich people so she's eating she mm-hmm. has a warm bed she's probably got people to dress her it's probably a minimum of the you know fleas and vermin Pro- 1712 so a pretty not very much i don't think oh i think there was a lot still probably oh not in the nice places even in the nice places even in the nice places so those were all the fucked up things about the witches and those were fucked up things that happened Oh, yeah. Most of these people were probably just regular old people that were just... Oh, yeah, that just got fucking just accused. Just got and... fucking accused. And really, I mean, when you think about how they had this method of not only torturing you to confess your own uh, affiliation with Satan and being a witch, but then you had to name your neighbors. And it's like a psychological thing, right? Because... So they've been torturing the fucking shit out of you, asking if you're a witch. So you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a fucking witch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm like, okay, we can stop torturing you. Oh, what about, you? do you know anyone? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just me. It's just me. Bring the torture back in. Oh, wait. Whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. No. No, 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 no. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Let me think for a second. My baker. Totally my baker. My next door neighbor, not on the right, but on the left. The one that lives down the street also. I've seen them at some Sabbaths. Yeah. So yeah, they were just regular people that just didn't have anything to do with anything other than they had the bad luck that somebody they knew got fucking tortured and named them as an accomplice. Just fucked up shit. It's just totally fucked up shit. Very similar to the whole McCarthyism thing in America in what, the fifties? Yeah, but we didn't burn people alive and torture people, I mean. No. But still. It was lame for sure. It was it was another witch hunt. Yeah, witch hunt. When you describe something in modern times as a witch hunt. Oh, it, it 100% came from yeah. the witch hunts. And uh, the giving the third degree was also a witch hunt thing. Because that you... was the third degree of torture. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So if, you gave, if you're giving somebody the third degree, you're torturing them to the point of death in actuality. But nowadays, that's just when you're really, you know, intensely questioning somebody. So the modern Halloween witch, this was derived mostly from a painting or an engraving done by a German painter and printmaker named Dürer. And the famous one he did was this old crone riding backwards on a goat. Okay. She's naked, so it doesn't account for like the pointy hats and shit. Well, but she's well, we got, explain the pointy hats though. But she's got the hook nose, the frazzled hair, and there's, she's holding a broomstick. She's probably once an ale wife. Now, the pointy hats, you had the whole thing with the alewives. Mm -hmm. What I read was that no one was 100% sure where it came from. It could be a sort of dunce cap 
because they were saying you like the devil so you're dumb. Apparently the church didn't like pointy hats because they're similar to the devil's horns. There's also thoughts it could be just the feminine form of a wizard's hat because you know in like the sword in the stone, Merlin's got that pointy hat. Mm-hmm. A witch's hat would be the feminine form with just the brim around it. Because they want to keep their skin looking nice. Cause That's right. That's right. I kind of like the alewife theory, though, that they... See, now, when did, the al- when did the alewives, when were they around? In... What year? It basically got taken over uh, by the church. Surprise, surprise. The monks started brewing the ale in the 16th century. Because from my research, it shows that depictions of witches didn't show up until the first two decades of the 1700s with the pointed hats. There was children's books in England that started illustrating these old crones with the pointed hats, and the stories caught on and spread from there. Mm-hmm. It even said that artists would go back and modify images from witches in the Middle Ages, adding the pointy hats to their little skull caps they were wearing. Another weird thing about hats is that there was a Hungarian law in 1431 that required first-time sorcery offenders to wear a pointed hat in public. Hmm. <laughs> So that's weird. Back when you could be found guilty of sorcery, but yes, you, it yes. still wasn't, you know, it was not good, but again. You, you got to wear this hat. I don't like that hat. Hey, it's the law, man. You got to wear mm-hmm. the hat. So the broom, the alewives had the brooms to show that you could get booze there. Right. Because people were fucking illiterate. Right. Because people were fucking illiterate and English was shitty anyway. You could have the same word meaning the same thing. Spelled 12 different ways. You can still have that in modern day English. One word means the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. But it's spelled differently. And it's the same word, but it's spelled differently. Mm-hmm. Like? I can't think of the words off the hand, but we have <laughs> a lot of them. Uh, so the broom. There. It could have been, but they mean different things. Each there means something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I was, I was naming a word, one of the ones that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is the same word meaning the same thing could be spelled 12 different ways. Yeah. That also did. We also have that still. The broom. It was said that in order for the witches to fly, because obviously they flew, they had to apply a special ointment to their crotch areas. And what better applicator than a wooden stick? A wow. 15th century manuscript states that witches anoint a staff and write it to witch meetings, or they anoint themselves. It's also alleged that they would mount hallucinogen-covered wooden staves in their covens. Hmm. You know, maybe they were just old and getting dry, okay? <laughs> and that can be an issue. And so the staves... When you're, like, going menopausal. Oh, the ointment part. The ointment yeah, part, yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah. Like, that's why they needed to apply ointment to their crotch. And you don't have a lot of privacy in the back in the day. Right, or ways to get ointment up your back. Okay? <laughs> yeah, so, so like, you have, like, this nice, like, stick. plastic applicator thing, you know? You yes. just load it up and just <laughs> squirt it up in there. You had to probably, <laughs> had, like, coat was... something in it and just, you know... Jam it up in there. Jam it up in there. Hopefully it's not a very splintery piece of wood because that would be uncomfortable, I'm sure. And I'm sure it made other people uncomfortable, but I'm sure they just probably didn't understand did. the reason behind this. In some pictures of witches, they are shown writing all manner of household items 
stools, cupboards, forks. I would ride a chaise lounge. Would you? Mm-hmm. So then I could like lay down and ride. Oh, right, right. I would like, go I with. I wish a br- I was lying on one right fucking now in here. And I would, I would one of these days. I'm just gonna need to like invest. I'm gonna come here and I'm be like, here's the chaise lounge for me to lay on while we record. That would be great. This is my recording lounge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I would choose a rug or a broom. I think I'd like the broom. It's the Harry Potter thing. Yeah, a broom just seems like you know it just doesn't seem that stable. It's or comfortable even. Well, you anoint that crotch long, and it'll be fine. Yeah, long hours on the broom. Short no commutes. It's good you. for short commutes. And the rug, the rug might seem like fun, but I bet it's just not very comfortable. It kind of like sinks. Like what keeps the rug up? It seems like it'd be really flimsy. Magic, Joanna. I want a nice firm cushion that I can lay upon. When you can I'm take your chase lounge. <laughs> uh, so the earliest de- depiction of a witch riding a broom is from a poem called La Champion des Dames, which is probably pronounced improperly. In English, that's the Champion of Ladies. It was written between 1440 and 1442 CE. And it shows a picture of a witch riding a white stick. So there's a picture of a witch riding a broom and a white stick. Uh, The poem is about the virtues of women and dedicates over 800 lines condemning heresy and witchcraft. Neither witches have a pointed hat. Hmm. And the cats. I've seen with cats often. For some reason, a big anti-cat craze hit in the 900s and lasted until about the 1700s in Europe. That's because they know that cats were smarter than people then. One of the most fucked up things happened on Wednesdays in Metz, a city in northern France. Is this something where they kill cats? Because I'm not sure I want to hear that. They'd round up a torture. No, they wouldn't. Well, I don't want to fucking hear about cats dying. They'd round up a shitload of them and burn them alive. What the fuck? They thought they were witches in disguise. Ah. And so upsetting to me. It's severely fucked up. It is so severely. I can't even imagine doing that. No. I mean, obviously not to people either. But fucking goddamn it. I'd burn a person well before I'd burn a cat. I wouldn't burn either, but... If if I had to, at gunpoint, sorry person, you're getting burned. Ah. In the mid-14th century, black cats also became synonymous with the devil, especially if they are owned by an old lady. Also, during the Black Death, many cats were killed because, you know, they thought cats were evil. People were getting sick. Sickness is from the devil. Cats are evil. Cats are with the devil. If we kill all the cats, maybe we won't be getting sick from the Black Plague anymore. Actually, the opposite. Holy shit. Because Guess what the cats, cats totally were... mitigate? Right. The vermin that has the fleas that gets you sick. Mm-hmm. Plague comes from the flea bites. Yep. From the rats. And the cats eat the rats. So you guys... Just fucked yourselves. Totally fuck yourselves and totally suck. And... And then also in this area, there was a Celtic belief that cats were reincarnated people who had done bad things. And so that didn't help either. Because, you know, the Celts were all around this area. England, just couldn't, France, people just couldn't that. take the fact that cats just don't give a fuck. They couldn't. And it's foolishness. It is total foolishness. Because cats are extremely useful. My house would be overrun with rodents if I did not have my cat. So even though she runs off at night and makes me go and get her and step on slugs in my bare feet, 
I love her dearly because she's awesome. And also, she keeps my house firm and free. Yes, yes. And I just don't understand, where where do they get this idea? Do they not see the the rats being killed by the cats? They're fucking stupid. It's like they have to know the rats are like at least vermin. The rats eat their food. In this, and the cats keep them from doing that. Oh, they so. know that rats are bad. Yeah, but in this, in this time, people were just—they believed in faith more than what they saw with their own eyes. They—it was it's just true. It was craziness. It makes no sense. But it was a very different time to be living in. It was very different. Had was, no, there you was, didn't. You, there was no fucking science, basically. There and was, but it wasn't common. There was, was the common knowledge was very rudimentary, and you know, religion was deeply part of your life since birth. Yes, and, in in a very controlled way, yes. where you couldn't read it because the Bible, you couldn't read the Bible, right? So you had to have someone who told you all this stuff. Now that's a whole other thing. The whole you oh, know, yeah. keeping the Bible from. The masses. The masses. Right. Well, because then you don't want people like questioning the Bible. No. Or interpreting it how they believe instead of how you think they should believe. Right. That's a great. I. It's one of my favorite books um, about, oh, the times of Henry VIII uh, through the eyes of Thomas Cromwell. Oh, yeah. Because he was a big, he, he was really into the Reformation. Yeah. And that was part of his, as he's getting like these covertly translated uh pages of the bible he's although i'm I'm pretty sure you could probably read some latin too since he was educated but one of the things was like oh show me the word pope in the bible oh it's not there imagine that right imagine everyone finding out that the pope is not in fact in the bible exactly at all or purgatory Mm-hmm. Purgatory not actually being in the Bible, not actually because there because that makes a bunch of money for the church. Mm-hmm. And that the oh, there's no pope, and the fact that he's like the voice of God, that's actually not fucking in there. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Imagine people knowing about that and questioning things. It it was it was crazy times. It was very crazy and times. And you're going through stuff like the plague. It it had to have felt like the end of the fucking world. Oh Jesus, yeah. Like this is. Some sort of punishment from whatever created me. How so many people you know were just dying. One in three people. Fucking crazy. That Imagine experiencing something like that right now. How crazy the world would get right now. Oh, how... now would be insane. Oh my gosh. That, there would be so many dead people. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of dead people then, but I mean, where there's like eight billion people on the fucking planet. Right. One in three of them dead. And just that going on all around you and... That's a lot. Even if we of have a, a scientific explanation for it these days, still. it would still be just. It would be fucking ants. What is that? Two point three billion people dead. Yeah, that would be crazy. Modern witches, on a less morbid Dark, note. Um... <laughs> there are a few. There's a lot of different witches in the modern day. Yeah. Again, all over the world. Not trying to curse people. Not riding brooms, to my knowledge. If they are and they can teach me, strangerthanpodcast.gmail.com. Don't curse me. Teach me to ride a broom. I'm going to fucking curse the shit out of you. So there's the Italian witchcraft. Stregaria, they're called. This has roots in the ancient Etruscan mythology. The Etruscan civilization was assimilated into Rome after 
a bunch of shit in the 4th century BCE. As was the way of ancient Rome, they pulled in the Etruscan gods and mythology into their religion. The focus of the worship was the goddess Diana and her brother called Dianus, also called Lucifer. Hmm. Not Satan, but, Not a, Satan, but a, benevol- a benevolent god of the moon and sun. And their child, Aradia. Yeah, the brother and sister god's child. So that's mainly what that form of witchcraft does. I didn't get too deep into it, but that's their basic beliefs. There's the traditional witchcraft, which this is the old tradition. This is the one that I talked about like earlier. The pagan, with the Wiccan? No, oh. not Wiccan. Different. This is the ways before Christianity. Uh, they're less concerned with the gods and goddesses, and they're more focused on the spirit world. They believe in an upper, middle, and lower world. The lower world is where souls awaiting reincarnation are either intentionally staying or cannot get out of or are just waiting to reincarnate. The middle world is this, where we live. This world. The upper world is where ascended souls go. Ones that have reached a point that they no longer need a physical form. They ascend when they don't want to be reincarnated again and they're just... That's the main goal is you reach a, a point where you no longer need a physical form. Okay. What I understand is reincarnating until they are able to reach a state of ascension. Yeah, I'm not I guess that's a little sure bit more Buddhism, I would want to do that. Reincarnate. Who says you're not? That's true. That's a whole different podcast. But I don't know. I just feel like I got pretty lucky in this lifetime. I mean, it's not over yet. I mean, I hope not. At least, but it's been pretty good. I haven't been, I wasn't born into some totally fucked up place where they might drag me out and accuse me of witchcraft. Being an otter would be pretty cool. Being a what? Otter. An otter? Yeah. Well, I'm just not sure I'd want to gamble on being a human again. Oh, right. Out in this world of fucked upness where basically if you, you know, unless you're born in like, you know, a few select countries, your life is kind of shitty still at this point otters though that'd otters. Be great. otters would be cool you spend you lay on your back in the water and you eat, eat shellfish. stuff off your tummy, off yeah. your cute little tummy. you'd be cute as fuck Ugh. your whiskers are awesome mm-hmm. yeah so there's also the fairy tradition now this is fairy spelled f-e-r-i okay now the f-a-e-r-i-e no but it ties into that a bit so this is an american traditional tradition of witchcraft it was founded by a blind shaman and poet who claimed that it was the survival of the magic from fairies, the fairies. So F-A-E. they believe in fairies, like real fairies. They're sexual, creative, and ecstatic. Oh, you know. They're, they aren't really into fertility, but like sex, yeah. Totally. They're hippie-like in that they dig the whole free love thing, man. Okay, so I mean, I it did follow... get, It got big in California in the 60s. I bet. I follow this web page on or his facebook page um elephant journal which has some somewhat helpful cool things every once in a while but mostly is a bunch of stupid bullshit but one article did pique my interest because we were going to be doing witches and it was how to tell if you're a witch oh really do you do you want to know how to tell if you're a witch sure Okay. Is it because I weigh as much as a duck? I don't think that that is it. And it's mostly, it's it's more geared towards women, too. I mean, you could be a witch, too, but 
Sorry, it's ten signs that you might be a witch. Ten. Ten. Ten signs that you might be a witch. Okay, so here are the external signs that might tell you that you are, in fact, a witch. All right. Lame on me. All right, the external signs. Number one, interest in healing and esotericism, including but not limited to astrology, herbalism, energy work, crystals, sacred geometry, tarot, alchemy, or other divination. The herbalism I'm into is more of just smoking the herb, so I don't think <laughs> that really... And I didn't know there was even a thing called uh, about sacred geometry. I just remember geometry fucking sucked total ass. Yeah, this is sacred geometry is different than just math. Yeah, well, I fucking hope so because I don't know why you would call it sacred. What's the next one? The next one is following and communing with the cycles of the moon and seasons. Bonus do points that. for rituals with the moon cycles, magic slash manifestation. No bonus points here. Wearing lots of black and gray. See, I do that a lot. Me too. Like, gray is probably my number one color that I own in things. If you look at my closet, it's basically a grayscale rainbow. <laughs> black is an ancient symbol of the mysterious feminine, and gray in esoteric traditions is linked to wisdom. This must be why I always choose the gray shirt. It must be. Because I have so much wisdom. Number four is believing in magic. Whether it's synchronicities or manifestation, respecting and honoring the deep relationship between the inner and outer worlds. Number five, gathering in community. Witches of male and female gender gathered together to create and cast spells. She puts in parentheses, I like it nude, but fine, sometimes that makes people uncomfortable. You know who you are. Sorry. Must be your witch friends. Must be. <laughs> and it certainly doesn't hurt if you own a cat or two. Cats were believed to be protectors from evil spirits, so witches needed them nearby. However, perhaps more importantly than the visible signs is your internal process. Fair enough. So the internal signs are number one, being nourished and comfortable with the darkness and your own shadow. Knowing this darkness is the key to owning your light and power. Bonus points if you actually let your darkness out. I'm not going to lie. The whole bonus points thing makes me want to shoot myself in the fucking face. How do you let your darkness out, too? Okay, I'm curious. What's next? Number two is the courage to follow your desire. This is how the witch finds her freedom, getting rid of suppression and niceties to allow herself to want to be what she wants. Hopefully, no more fears of witch hunts. Well, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully you're in a first world country that. What do we got now? What do we got next? Down women. Number three, in touch with your volcanic, powerful sexual energy. See, number three, totally me. That's the one where I was like, yes, totally a fucking witch. Owning the creative energies of our first and second chakras as the root of our power. Gulp, I'm certainly still a bit afraid of it. Gulp indeed. Yeah, she gulps and says that she is afraid of her own sexuality. Do we have more? 
I have mine firmly in hand and have no fear over it. No, I mean more questions. Well, I know that, but I was just... Oh, your sexuality. I was talking about my sexuality. Firmly in hand, Joanna. Firmly in hand, very volcanic. Definitely. As they say in Archer, sploosh. (laughs) Number four. Owning and listening to your authority, wisdom, and intuition. The gifts of the divine feminine. Witches listen to others, but ultimately follow their own instincts. I think the same could be said about, like, being a mom. Okay. That's not witchery. That's being, like, a fucking mother. Like, where people are telling you all sorts of fucking stupid shit to do and how you should be a raise your kids. It's like, you know what? I'm going to go with my gut on this. That's kind of witchery. Number five. Communicating and listening to other realms and beings from and not from Earth. Whether it be star beings, animals elementals and in parentheses after elementals it says fairies or elves in parentheses or angels far out i don't talk to fairies or elves or angels neither do i or star beings i try not to talk to other people really i do talk to animals i talk to animals i could totally be accused of witchcraft because i talk to my cat all the fucking time so is that all the witchcraft things that all the, That's all, all the, the signs witch. that you might be a witch. Well, I don't think I wear a witch except for the whole wearing the black and the gray. Wearing the black and the gray. And obviously the sex stuff for me. So now the Wicca is probably the most well-known of the modern day witches. That's the Anglo-Saxon word for witch. Mm-hmm. It's a pagan faith. It takes a variety of different forms. Like most people you'd meet in Western culture. Yes. You say I'm a witch. It's this is this is the particular. Uh, some have two deities. Some have a single goddess. Some have a whole pantheon. That's really a very like an umbrella term almost. Well, a lot uh, the, of them look like they don't shave a the, whole lot. The traditional form worships a horned god, which we talked about earlier, and a moon goddess. They're also big into nature. Uh, it's and considered not shaving their pits. Possibly, uh, it's considered a nature religion by some. However, being a Wiccan doesn't mean you have to believe in a god. In the Wiccan community, there are those that are atheist and agnostic, as well as those that are theist. So they're pretty much open to anybody. I didn't even know theist was an actual word. Yes, it is. Obviously, since we're talking about something that's a non-Christian religion, people are going to think, well, is it satanic? That's a whole different thing, really. It is definitely. Satanism is another umbrella term. For people who either use Satan as a symbol to revere themselves or they revere him as a liberator. It's basically just rebel Christianity. There is the theist Satanists and the atheist Satanists. The theist ones would be the ones that actually literally are worshiping the devil. Mm-hmm. Now there's also... The devil that is the opposite of God because they yes. believe in God to just like... It's like... You know, people that can believe in God but don't really believe, necessarily believe in hell or the devil, that that actually exists. But some people are hardcore into Yes, it's it. true. So, and so it is at its opposite. Hardcore into Satan. Obviously God exists if Satan exists. Exactly. I'm now, going to worship the dark one. That's the way I'm fucking going. Now, the other one is <laughs> Luciferianism. In this, Lucifer is revered. Not as the adversary, but as a bringer of light, a symbol of enlightenment, sort of like Prometheus, who stole the fire from Mount Olympus to bring it down to the humans. They see Lucifer as more of that, Mm. someone who brought knowledge and hope and light to humanity. 
And that's a whole different thing than Satanism. And none of those have fuck all to do with Wicca witchcraft and in any shape or form that I've seen besides what the church was telling people. Way back in the day. Way back in the day. And possibly still now. It was it's definitely still, still now in some places. Right. Well, some other modern forms of witchcraft, I guess you could say, is the um, Santa Muerte cult following, which is in Mexico. And the Catholic Church still basically says that wor- that worshiping uh, Santa Muerte is forbidden. It forbids it. So people uh, kind of do it under the radar. Right, behind there. closed doors. Mm-hmm. But now there's like kind of like a whole movement out there to to get people to be more open about it. Right, well, even around here, Satanism, uh, I think it was a school in Marysville, uh, the Satanic Church wanted to make an after-school Satanist group there because they had Christian ones. Mm-hmm. So this is similar to what they're doing down there with this... Uh, with the Santa Muerte. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Muerte, that's death. Saint right. Death, because Santa would be Saint. Santa Morite, otherwise known as Our Lady of the Holy Death. It basically means translated as Saint Death. That's, I think, the literal, but... Yes, that would be the literal translation of it. It has been experiencing a lot of growth in... they. I guess they, they call it a cult, but I would just say it's a following. I don't like the word cult. Cult insinuates weapons and and just that people are kind of like brainwashed and there's like one person kind of overseeing and and giving all the orders and the directions and a bunch of followers and i don't think santa muerte is doing that hard to say i don't know there's even militant buddhists (laughs) so but she's more of a symbol of um protection right so, and is she revered instead of God, or is I she? I think she. I think it's alongside. I think a lot of people do both, but they can't really be as open about asking San, uh, Santa Muerte to help protect them. So it'd be like a sect of Catholicism or whatever. Yeah, because most of the people down there are it's Catholic. It's oh yeah, it's South America. Catholic. Spain owned South America. Yeah, and this is down in Mexico. So. Yeah, I guess South America is Mexico is not South America, but they no, own Mexico too. It's Central America. Yes, but they own Mexico too. <laughs> yes, so. yes, it's all tied together with the the invasion of the Spanish yes. back in the day. Conquistadors. Yes, good times. Not so. It's it's about two million adherents to it in uh, not just Mexico and Mexico City, but. Kind of all through, um, all through Central. Oh, Central America. America. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's fairly common. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of a a lot of people who do uh, nighttime activities or kind of are on out on the fringe. Uh, those who are sex workers or taxi drivers or out there. Um, or both. Or both. Sex or, working taxi drivers. <laughs> you know drug runners, what have you, Santa Muerte is supposed to protect them. I guess she kind of protects uh, those that are in more vulnerable positions and that are more likely to have crimes committed against them. 
she's kind of big in the LGBTQ community as well. Well, good. Yeah. So, in Mexico, when you're referring to a witch, a male is called a brujo and a female is called a bruja. Oh, really? Yes. And there's a lot of practicing of black magic that goes on. So not only is there the whole Santa Muerte following, which is not, that's a protective following, but there's also a whole lot of people out there that'll do black magic, like spells against people, like bindings and hexes. Malevolent shit. Malevolent shit. And so therefore there are also people out there battling the black magic. So if you think somebody has put a fucking hex on you, you got to go pay one of these people to remove the evil spirits that have been put upon you. God damn. I wonder if they're just all in cahoots. Well, yeah, I think a little bit of it is. And again, I'm not uh, closed off to the power of belief. If you believe you can be cursed, I think it's easier for something bad to happen to you. And if you believe that someone has taken that curse away, you can convince yourself that you're better somehow. Hey, even if it wasn't a curse in the first place, but it was kind of creepy. I was watching this one documentary about this guy who's kind of out there. He's, he's the one trying to get rid of the black magic and he goes in this site out in Mexico and there's like all this fucking crazy shit, like buried in the ground of people doing black magic where they take a, like a possession of the victims and then oh, put yeah. in some like toxic shit in like a jar and then like bury it in the fucking desert. Fucking A. Yeah, so he's just digging shit up that and stuff that's like bound and rope and buried and he's just Hair digging and Yeah, weird it's shit. just gross. He's digging all this shit up and like opening these jars and like pouring it out and oh the whole crew was like getting sick from it, which they weren't sure was a sign of like the bad spirits associated with it. Or if it was just disgusting shit that they're dumping out. A bit of both. Probably a little bit bit of both. both. And then I saw this thing on Romanian witches. And did you know that you can, like, hire these, like, Romanian witches to, like, curse you or do something? You hire them to curse you? Well. Why would you do that? That seems foolish. I'm getting tired. This is a long one. (laughs) Hire them to curse other people? You can hire them to curse other people and to help you with like love potions and stuff like that. So to charm you or to curse others because not many people want themselves to be cursed. Unless you're some sort of weird mystical masochist. Right? Like I totally enjoy curses. Which may be a thing. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? It wouldn't surprise me at this point. I wouldn't be surprised but these either. Romanian ladies, they're making like a curse potion and it had, like, cat shit in it and dog shit. Did you and... have to drink it? No, no. Thank God. That's no, but disgusting. they but they fucking, like, cook it and stuff. I mean, can you imagine how much that smells? And then oh, they burn stuff over funk. it. And they're just like, oh, like, it was like a breakup spell. Like, let them smell nothing but awfulness when they're around each other Ugh. and start to hate each other and make their whole lives totally stink the way this Shitty. cat shit stinks. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. That's, that is fucking, that is some serious shit. It was some <laughs> serious shit. But then they were also out in the fields, like, gathering these flowers. And it's like these, these beautiful women in these beautiful dresses and hippie skirts. But it's, like, even better because it's not made by, like, free people or something. It's, like, actual stuff, like, in Romania that they... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's very, very 
100% authentic and cool. And they're out these fields, like, gathering these flowers to make love potions. Because apparently you can only do that, like, one day of the year. So you can only brew love potion one day out of the year. And that has to last you. You have to gather all the right flowers and... It's. I think it's near the midsummer time. It's Pentecost is when. Oh, okay. Yeah. That... Uh, I thought Pentecost was around April. I thought it was around Easter. Like okay. A little well, bit after Easter. Well, there's a lot of stuff done midsummer, but I, Pentecost was definitely the day that, the one day a year where you can gather, stuff okay. to make love potions. Yeah, because that was according a big to the deal. Romanian witches. That was a big deal in like old school Christianity in the before 1000 CE. They would do that. Pentecost was was a bigger deal. It was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And all the Arthurian legends they talk about coming back to Camelot for Pentecost and their various places where they needed to be by Pentecost. Right. So they go by a lot of the the old like pagan celebrations as important times for um, their shit. Their shit. Yeah. yeah. Doing their shit, making their potions, casting certain spells. Well, one thing about... And, and, the, and their power is also kind of changes depending on what time of the year it is and what celebration is nearing and the types of power that they can have is stronger or weaker at certain points of the year. Well, yeah, all of this kind of modern style, not even modern, but the more, you know, this witchcraft, the real witchcraft is all based on seasons and all that kind of stuff, times of the year and solstices mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. Kind of how it's all witchy this time of year, the harvest season. Yeah. Right before winter. Right before the dark times. It's already the dark times here, though. I'm sure in other places it's not quite so dark so early. We're pretty far north. We are pretty far north. Will you have anything else for us, Joanna? On witches? On witches. You know, I, I think... I think we've covered quite a bit about witches. I think we've covered quite I a bit about do, witches, too. We could do, like, a whole series on witches. We could do one of those super long, like, 25-hour podcasts just on witches. But as far as, like, you and me doing an episode, I, I think we got it about covered. All right. Well, happy Halloween, everybody. I enjoy Halloween. I'm pretty sure everybody enjoys Halloween. I didn't enjoy Halloween for a long time when there was, like, my kids were, like, super little. Because it's just a fucking chore when you have to take them trick or treating oh, yeah. and you have to fucking walk them up to every fucking doorstep. You got to hold their hand and march them up. Now I still walk with my younger two because I'm not letting them go free sight. by themselves. The fuck no. <laughs> right. But now I can just like walk along. You know, you pick another mom buddy. You walk along the street and you just stand there and your kid runs up the driveway and back down and they can do all that whole part collecting the candy. Do you guys on their forties? drink 40s while it happens maybe once in a while that's good there there is usually a little like flask of some kind procured at some point (laughs) i should hope so yeah so anyways it's it's gotten a lot less of a hassle and i also have the freedom to get away for like fun halloween parties too because they're older and i have like the teenager that can babysit and it's just like yeah oh lucky him i know (laughs) Even more lucky him. We're going to, he's got the marching band at the football game and I'm going to be a fucking cheerleader and I'm going to show up at the WHS football game Damn. where he is playing band in my cheerleader costume (laughs) because Jeremy is having a big Halloween party right after. So I'm going to go straight from like the game. I'm like dumping Jericho on my parents so they can go pick him up at the high school after the game. But 
and the girls if I have them along, but I am heading to the Halloween party right after. Nice. So I'm going to be in costume, and I am going to make him do a picture of me with his uh, band uniform on and me as a cheerleader, and I'm sure that will not be at all embarrassing. Not even a little. To a 16-year-old boy. Not even a little. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Stranger Than. We will talk to you next time. Take care now. In the spring of 2016, three humans from the planet Earth, Dan. Remember that one time I convinced you that me and my friend discovered a body? Mike. The money's in the bathroom on the sink. And Jesse. You never seen my documentary, Predator? Were abducted by aliens from the planet Kerbert Zuslachen in order to study their culture. These visitors force their abductees to discuss a wide range of topics covering everything from the paranormal. It's a f***ing wicked spooky haunting, kid. True crime. And after they were all dead, I took some coal oil, poured it over the bodies, and then set fire with a match. Oh my god, is she alright? Cryptozoology. A chupacabra ate his chickens. Like his KFC. Conspiracy theories. Stephen King shot John Lennon in the back five times. He was stealing all my Mars bars. And everything in between. Yeah, you know, I be hanging out with Werner Herzog. We watched the Kira the Wrath of Khan together, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Join this trio, along with their rotating cast of special guests, as they go in search of the unknown on Podcast 1289. Available on iTunes. Follow them on Twitter at Podcast 1289. Is that all you need me to say? Cause I've got to go take a sh- Dude, this is live. What? Do you enjoy the Stranger Than podcast? Please let us know. Rate and comment on iTunes. Check out and like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash stranger than podcast. Our Twitter at underscore stranger than or drop us an email stranger than podcast at gmail.com. That's stranger than podcast, all one word at gmail.com. Also, feel free to email us any strange, mysterious, or misunderstood stories or topic suggestions that you'd like to share or hear about.